0: setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. You are not an imposter. So why do you have imposter syndrome? This is one of the main things that stops SLPs from starting and growing private practices. And if imposter syndrome is something that's been holding you back, you must listen to this episode where I'm going to share some strategies for how to break through it. I'm Jenna Castro-Casbon, speech-language pathologist, business coach, and creator of the Start Your Private Practice System, and I'm on a mission to turn stuck SLPs into successful private practitioners. If you're tired of dealing with high productivity requirements, high caseload sizes, and low pay, it's time to take control of your professional, personal, and financial life, and finally get the freedom, flexibility, and financial abundance that you deserve by working with private clients in your own practice. Join me here each week as I share tips, best practices, and inspirational interviews on the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. If you're a private practitioner or one in the making, you're in the right place, so let's get started. On today's episode of the Private Practice Success Stories podcast, we are talking about imposter syndrome, that nasty little bugaboo that stops many talented SLPs From pursuing their private practice dreams. And today we're gonna talk about what imposter syndrome is, and specifically why SLPs are so susceptible to it, and most importantly, how to finally shake it off. First, let's talk about what imposter syndrome is. In case you haven't heard about it, imposter syndrome is a psychological phenomenon where individuals question their skills and talents and abilities and have a persistent fear. Of being exposed as a fraud. Despite the evidence that they are very competent, even highly skilled, they often don't feel like they deserve their success and often attribute it to luck or feeling like they've hoodwinked people. This is very common in high achieving women, but it is also something that men struggle with. Does this sound familiar to you? Have thoughts like this stopped you from starting or growing your private practice? from changing jobs or even careers, from going up for promotions, awards, accepting speaking gigs, or things like board certifications. I often find myself wondering, why are SLPs so susceptible to imposter syndrome? Now I have a few theories. One is because SLPs have high standards for ourselves and others. We care about using evidence-based practice And we want to do the right thing clinically. And I'm just going to say this, but sometimes SLPs can be judgmental of each other. So I think there's some worry there too. What if someone finds out that you use the quote-unquote wrong approach? What if another professional reads your report that you wrote and thinks that they could have written a better one? What will they think? And why do you care? I think another big reason why SLPs are scared of private practice is because we want so badly to do a good job for our clients and their families, but they're also scared what happens if they don't do a perfect job, or if a family is dissatisfied, especially one that's paying money to see you. Most of us are people pleasers, but what if we put ourselves out there and we don't please people, or we don't help them? Now, there's a big paradox here. You love helping people, and you want to help as many people as possible with your skills as an SLP, right? And the more people you help, the more experience you gain. And also, the more lives you impact, the more people will know about you and your services and start to recommend you to others. There is so much to know in our profession, and generally, that's one of the things we like about it. But we also have to recognize that we can't know it all. There are new clinical breakthroughs, new research, and new information coming out all the time, and it's exciting to be in a profession where you will have the opportunity for lifelong learning, so commit to learning along the way. Don't wait to become an expert to start your private practice, or you'll never start. Start now and become an expert as you grow your private practice. Learn as you earn. And don't forget, if you have a business, those CEUs and advanced certification programs are tax deductible. Isn't it weird how sometimes the people who are the most knowledgeable have the most doubt about their skills, even though they know they shouldn't, but they also can't stop themselves? I want you to pretend that you are sitting with a friend a friend who has been in the field for long enough to bring something to the table and you've admired her and admired her skills and you think that she would be great in private practice, wouldn't you tell her to just go for it? Tell her that you would support her? Tell her that you would tell people in your community about how great she is and spread the word about her private practice on her behalf. Tell her that you would be proud of her and that families would be lucky to have a chance to work with her for longer and better sessions than she's currently able to do at her regular job. Of course you would. Of course you would give her that advice. So start taking your own advice. Decide that you are enough. Someone decided that you were enough, that you were enough of a skilled clinician to bill insurance on your behalf, bill a government agency, private pay clients, or a school system for your services, and you decided that you were good enough to go to work every day and to help hundreds and thousands of people with the knowledge and skills that you have and are gaining. You decided that you were good enough. Now believe it. You are good enough. There are people out there in your community right now who are going without services or who are stuck on wait lists. There are people who could benefit from your help. Now, you can't help everyone, but you can help the right people. People who need you, people who need your skills and your expertise. When you feel like you have to be good enough to help everyone, that puts an additional and unnecessary pressure on you. I'm not for everyone, and you don't have to be for everyone either. There are people out there who can't wait to work with you because you can truly help them, can't you? Do you need more clients for your private practice but aren't sure how to get them? Why not follow step-by-step marketing plans specifically created for SLPs and private practice? And for a limited time only, I'm offering four amazing marketing resources for one low price. Just head over to privatepracticemarketingbundle.com To learn cost-effective marketing strategies that work so now i want to talk to you about how imposter syndrome manifests when it comes to private practice and specifically when it comes to delaying and procrastinating getting started you know you want to have a private practice you know that you want to work with private clients but because you have this nagging imposter syndrome You might be constantly making excuses for why you haven't started yet, or maybe you've even joined my program, the Start Your Private Practice System, and you literally have all of the tools and all of the support that you can imagine, but you haven't taken action yet. You had the intention and the desire, but the follow through wasn't there because of that fear and that imposter syndrome. This also affects established private practitioners who want to grow their practices, but worry about getting too big. They focus on feelings of, am I good enough to have a big practice? Versus thinking, how many more people can I help if I grow my practice to accommodate more people? Imposter syndrome is rooted in fear. Fear of not being good enough. Fear of being judged by other people. Fear of letting people down or of having a client that doesn't make as much progress as you want them to. We've all had clients who didn't make as much progress. I know I have. Haven't you? Does that mean that you're an imposter? Or does it mean that their level of severity or the nature of their impairment makes it hard for even the most skilled SLPs to help them make progress? You were meant to help people. So help them. And on your terms. Imposter syndrome is about you. It's about your thoughts about yourself. Stop thinking about yourself and start thinking about your clients. Think of the hundreds, or depending on how long you've been at this, thousands of people that you have already helped. Now think about the people in front of you. How many more will you help? And at a much deeper level, if you hold back, How many hundreds or thousands of people will miss out on you, on your gifts? I believe that if you have gifts bestowed on you, that you have a duty and a calling to give them and to serve people with those gifts. So let's talk about how you're going to move past this, how to finally break free of imposter syndrome and share your gifts and your talents with your own private clients. First of all, Decide to let go of fear and of judgment. Do the best job that you can. Focus on your clients, not on yourself. Continue to gain skills. Take CEU courses. Talk to other professionals. Gain skills as you build your practice. Don't wait until the end of your career to start. Think about all the people that you've helped and think about all of the people. That you will help. Take the advice you would give to your friend. Take the compliment. You know what you are doing. You are ready. If you have been waiting for permission to do this, you don't need it from anyone else but yourself. Give yourself permission to finally start your private practice because you are enough. Make a decision to start and start. Or stay stuck in indecision and never start. It's your choice. If you are feeling stuck in your current job, it is your decision if you want to finally get unstuck. If you are waiting for things to change on their own, they won't. You have to decide if you want a different life or a better life and create that for yourself and your family. Private practice isn't the only option, but I think it's the best option if you want to be in control of your professional, personal, and financial life. If you want more freedom, flexibility, fulfillment, and financial abundance. If you're ready to help more people on your terms. So if you're worried and nervous about having what it takes to become a successful private practitioner, I want to spend a few moments talking to you. My guess is that you're amazing, and I bet that the more amazing you are, the harder it is for you to believe it, right? I've had a rare opportunity to mentor thousands of SLPs and even some OTs and PTs from around the world. And what's interesting is when I look at all of these people and the lives that they're changing almost all of them have felt an internal pull to help people. Almost like a voice inside telling them that they are destined for greatness. Change how you've labeled yourself. Instead of labeling yourself as an imposter, remember that huge label you took on years ago of being a helper. Don't let this new label that doesn't serve you or anyone else Take up as much room as you've been letting it. You are a helping people person. Embrace that label and go with it. Build a private practice that you are proud of and can't wait to serve as many people as possible. Imagine being able to be the best SLP that you can be. Imagine being able to live the life that you've imagined for yourself and your family. And if you want help to do it, I can help you. Just like I've helped thousands of SLPs, many of which had imposter syndrome, myself and my team help people kick imposter syndrome to the curb every single day inside of the private Facebook group. If you are ready to serve, then I am ready to help you get out of your own way and do what you do best help people. You are not an imposter, you are a helper. So go out there and help people. Oh, and If this episode struck a chord with you, send me a message on Instagram. I'm at Independent Clinician, and let's talk about what's holding you back and whether or not I can help you move forward. When you're ready for me, I'm ready for you. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week. I decided to invest in the Start Your Private Practice program because I honestly had no idea where to start. (laughs) And I just didn't really have the confidence or the know-how to be able to do that. So it was really nice to have a system that was all set up for me, I didn't have to reinvent the wheel or start from scratch, it was all there for me. And I was able to land a client within about the first week and a half of me going public with my private practice. So now I have 12 clients. It is such an invigorating and amazing experience. If you want help to start your speech therapy private practice, then head on over to startyourprivatepractice.com backslash waitlist so that you will be notified as soon as we reopen the doors to the Start Your Private Practice system. Again, that's startyourprivatepractice.com backslash waitlist. I cannot wait to help you start your private practice.